Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yeah. I've got some good news for you. What's that? Okay, before we get into it, I have a... Uh, I, I wanted to let you know, because I know you were, you were commenting to me that our title uh, is misleading and that we actually aren't pretentious enough. Uh-huh. But here's the thing. As, I mean, you've been here. You've listened to a lot of the episodes. You've been a part of a lot of the episodes, most of them. Um, and uh, it's tongue-in-cheek. You know, uh-huh. it's, uh, it's fine. We, we know what pretentious means. Uh, I'm not talking to you, David. I'm talking to one person. Oh, someone said that we don't know what pretentious means? Just the person seemed very, uh, very bothered by the fact that we call ourselves Battleship Pretension and said, like, that title's misleading. I listened to five episodes and uh, I didn't see an ounce of pretension in there. <laughs> and it's like, is this a compliment? <laughs> like, I, th- that sounds, the two star rating doesn't seem to warrant this complaint. But uh, anyway, that's well, Tyler, that's what, that's what guessed, you yeah. get for reading and caring about iTunes reviews. I know. I need to stop, but I'm always excited. <laughs> I always think like, oh, this could be a, a nice boost to my self-esteem. No, never is. Even yeah, no, we ones. want you to leave iTunes reviews because it helps us. Absolutely. But we don't care what they say. I don't care what they say. David doesn't care what they say. Just, just leave reviews. I, anyway, I internalize. You mentioned we have a guest. We do have We're a guest. We're being very rude. Here. I'm sorry. No, you're not rude. Thank you very much for addressing my email <laughs> on the show. Okay. Yeah, see, we, we and I talked to I look for pretension as a keyword on <laughs> iTunes. I search for it. <laughs> so that the voice you're hearing is that of, um, I guess, comedian, uh, graphic designer, Danforth France. Sure. Hello. Just a renaissance man, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. From the Renaissance. <laughs> there you go. Did you go to the uh, the Ren Fair this year out in Irwindale? No, I've, I've gone to like really sad local versions uh, as a kid, and I kind of forgot that they were like an officially major real thing that currently existed. And so, no, I didn't bother. I didn't go this year. I haven't been to the, the, the uh, I guess it's in Irwindale, so I guess it's like San Bernardino. Which is County. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I haven't been since I moved out here. But when I lived in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri is where I'm from. Uh, I would travel once a year, travel across the state to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival because it was great. It was a it was a really uh, involved, large festival, or at least it seemed so to my high across school drama state. club. Oh, uh, drama club. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I really want to uh, get back into Ren fairs. Now, really, You've, okay. I like I, I, I like you uh, miss them. You miss something about them. <laughs> I think it's eating beer battered mushrooms and watching jousting. Oh, okay, okay. It's not a, there's really not a whole lot of venues. To watch people joust. It's not the bustiers and the horrible puns? <laughs> no. Okay. It's a little bit the horrible puns. Okay. I have to assume everybody's walking around with a giant turkey leg. I've yeah, never oh been yeah. to one. Yeah. But, uh, but it sounds like that's the first thing. Oddly enough, when you mentioned Renaissance Fair, the first place my mind went was like giant turkey legs, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to like fashion or uh-huh. jousting. The first thing I went with was Henry VIII's giant turkey leg. Um I think my first one, I was in junior high, and I, my Boy Scout troop, uh, we had an archery range, and we, they made us dress up like Robin Hood. <laughs> so I was, how, how old are you? Like 15? And I had green tights oh, and nice. helped people shoot bow and arrow oh. into a hay bale. W- w- one year we went to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival as a field trip for the drama club. Mm-hmm. It was a day long, you know, we had to get to school at like four in the morning, drive five hours, oh. spend the whole day there. But you're glossing over the bus ride. I'm hearing drama club field trip. <laughs> What's going on on that bus? Oh. <laughs> We've all been in drama club. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it was a lot of shenanigans at the back of the bus. All right, fair um, but uh, this one kid, I think he, he was a freshman and his, his mom had given him like 30 bucks to spend 
for the day. That's a king's ransom? <laughs> yeah, except this kid, we get there 9.30 in the morning, he runs to the Renaissance Festival, sees this place that's selling what I can only describe as a big stick that costs $30. <laughs> And he bought it and didn't have any money the rest of the day, and one of the teachers had to buy him lunch. Well, how else is he going to defend uh, the the fallen log bridge? <laughs> exactly. He needs one of those big sticks. Yeah. Like, Did like he little... think it was a magic stick and he could <laughs> he conjure up his own it. lunch? It's Yeah, it's exactly what you're – it's the kind of thing that little John yeah. would have in Robin Hood. Just so it wasn't even stick. like decorated or like a like, – No, like I mean it had been – gem on top of it? It, it was like a smooth s- stick? Yeah, it had been smoothed. <laughs> oh, what okay. an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I was on a – on a uh, a mission trip and we went uh, and there was one uh, during the fun week as opposed to the work week we went to uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain um, and uh, it was right when Batman Forever came out and as we all know I'm a fan of the Riddler and uh, I found this really awesome Riddler hat with this really neat question mark on it and uh, they they give you like $20 uh, for food for the day uh, I blew it on that hat and then I was like mmm I should not have done that. <laughs> like, I just immediately, it's like, I've put myself in a bad position. I thought you were going to put how you were going to eat lunch in the form of a riddle. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the thing is, as, as much as I do like the character of the Riddler, I'm terrible at riddles, and I'm very bad at phrasing them or, uh, or answering them. Yeah. But, so that's, okay, we, we, we any learned... Chi- any child's joke book <laughs> that's kind will of work. True. You could just crib from any bargain <laughs> rack. Riddle me this, Batman. A rooster lays an egg on a roof. <laughs> which which side does it fall down? Roll down. And you'll get the answer at the end of the episode. Absolutely. The uh, doctor was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, we've learned a little bit about Tyler here that we didn't know. Uh, he's bad at rid- riddles. Let's take some time to get to know Dan Forrest. Absolutely. Friends. Yay. Uh, beforehand, uh, you mentioned oh. you're from San Diego, California. I yeah, assume. Well, let's forget about that. <laughs> Okay, well... Uh, <laughs> Unless that's a dead end, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do you do, and how did you come to do it? Uh, I, let's see, that's a really good question. I used to do comedy, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm in early retirement, I think. <laughs> uh, now I just... Uh, I do my own podcast, a sketch comedy podcast. Mm. Uh, I guess because I'm afraid to leave my house, <laughs> so it helps to do stuff at your desk. Uh, I don't know. Like what's, what's the name of that podcast? Uh, the Gene and Danforth Show. Gene and Danforth. And you also do graphic design? Yeah, um, a little bit for my day job, and I you know make a lot of people flyers and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. uh, very long-time listeners will uh, might find this interesting. The uh, I want to say the second or third guest we ever had on the show uh, was a filmmaker named Zaljanon. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and the first time I ever saw Danforth was when Zaljanon did his, uh, science show at the oh, Steve Oh, you Allen saw Theater. that show? Yes. Oh, it was wow. a great show. Okay. And you, uh, and I can't, I'm not sure who the young lady was. That was, uh, Jessie Schwartz, if that's still her name, because she got married. Ah, okay. But uh, that was her name then. You two were sort of, it was Zaljanon's show, but you were sort of hosting it or shepherding it along in a way. Yeah. You kind of say that with a question mark, and that's kind of how the whole rehearsal process went. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. A, I don't know. It was a weird show. It was fun. It was educational. Uh, I remember. I get, uh, I'm a bit of a science geek myself, and uh, there was some stuff in the show that wasn't strictly science, and like a real a hole. Can I say that? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can say whatever. Um, I like. I was some sort of. Like, he asked me to do it as a favor, and then I got like all star trippy on him and i was like i can't do this show if it's going to include pseudoscience 
<laughs> at the Steve Allen Theater, which is dedicated to skepticism and science. <laughs> uh, but I think I lost all those fights. And then later I was recast for the subsequent mountings of the show. I was fired. <laughs> which I didn't see. Oh, my. Um, well, you, you got it on the ground floor, buddy, because yeah. that, that was the good old days. <laughs> Uh, but I did learn at that show, I learned some things about people who don't have a sense of smell. Anosmics. And I learned a lot about people who go to Antarctica for months at a time. Oh, yeah. They, the, yeah. He interviewed a guy. Right. And I found that fascinating, particularly the concept that people will leave their spouses behind, and then they will essentially have what this guy referred to as ice wives or ice husbands. They'll have, like, their... Relationship oh, see, that only back, takes place stage. I didn't hear everything that was said. What was it? Like, uh, essentially, these people form like really like they have boyfriends, relationships, like, like Arctic boyfriends. Yeah, but it only or girlfriends only on. They don't stay stay in touch outside of yeah. Antarctica. They go back to their own spouses. Is it, w- is it the same people every time they go back? Uh, not always, but yeah, I guess people oh, okay. go back. Whoever's often. there at the time, and that's <laughs> the whole point, right? Just any sort I guess of it's kind of slim pickings. Yeah, any yeah. comfort, any. Port in a storm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I found that very fascinating. Because it's harsh down there. We're talking mm-hmm. about the Antarctic, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And <laughs> the North Pole is just a, a bed of roses. You know, I'm a smart guy, but I still screw it up. And I say, <laughs> I say Antarctic. I don't, I'm always worried I'm not saying all the continents that are. <laughs> yeah. Like Antarctic. Then, speaking of Zalgernon. Is that okay? Connecticut. When I, when I started talking about Zalgernon, something of memory leapt to mind that I can't remember. I can't believe I didn't remember before. But you and I have met before. Oh, okay. Uh, for a short Zaljanon video that was on Stupid Face, I pretended to headbutt you. Oh, at, so we were in we were in Mike uh, Upchurch's Mike Upchurch's hot apartment with a green screen. Yes, and bumping each other in the head. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. pretended to headbutt you. <laughs> I had completely forgotten about that until we t- until we started talking about Zaljanon. Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys are intimately uh, <laughs> connected. You know, your faces have been very close to each other. <laughs> now, yeah. if, if, fa- if 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 are there fans of Zaljanon who listen? I have to imagine. Stands to reason, yeah. if pe- Well, if people don't know who Zalgernon is, if they didn't hear that show, he's a bit of what I would call a Kramer mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Seinfeld terms. Like, he's just a guy who's doing his own thing who... Uh, you've all seen this show. You can imagine what a Kramer... He's a weird dude. He posts, He's, like, traveling the world right now, yeah. like, updating mm-hmm. on Facebook, like, I just fell asleep next to a donkey in Ireland. <laughs> Off yeah. to the Azores tomorrow, <laughs> where I'm going to watch the eclipse while I'm on PCP or whatever. Like, he's just create these crazy updates. Uh, and then one, all of a sudden, one time, he just updates... Uh, I don't know if you have friends that do this, like, hey, I'm going to do my uh, yearly uh, Facebook cleaning, and if I don't know you very well... Sorry, but I'm going to delete you. <laughs> Which, like, I guess I sort of get the need to do that, but, like, to announce it is to kind of be a... Yeah, it's a shockingly normal thing for Zaljanon to... <laughs> but it's also kind of dickish. Announcing right. it, it's almost like, now's your chance. Yeah, You've got like... two days to really get to know me. And I actually saw people who were like, I met you one time at a show, and I liked your videos, and then we befriended, and then you left the country, and I never got a chance to hang out with you again. Please save... Please... <laughs> Please keep me. And I was like, oh, this is sad. So I just wrote, I dare you, weirdo. And I haven't heard from him since. He deleted me. So I, have no, I don't know if he's in Iraq or Paris. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, that's so Zaljanan, if you're listening, uh, send me a postcard. Yeah, I, uh, when, when he was first on the show, I hadn't met him uh, before he was on. Um, and, of course, why wouldn't we talk about another guest rather than the guest we have on right now? Oh, I prefer it that way. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, but, 
and and then I saw him at various comedy shows, Steve Allen Theater, frequently, and uh, and he was like a real nice guy. And I said, hey, you know, we should. Uh, and then we started having our old guests back on the show uh, to talk about the favorite movies and stuff like that. And I said, Zaljanon, you should uh, you should come back on the show. He's like, ah, I don't I don't think so. And I was like, why what? Why not? What's the, you know, I wasn't trying to be a jerk or anything. I'm like, why not? What's the big deal? He goes, I don't really like to put myself out there. I'm like, you've been on the show already once. And he's like, I just, yeah, but I I don't know what was going on with me that day. (laughs) (laughs) I can, every picture I have of Zaljanon back to 2004 is is his hand in front of his face. (laughs) He would never, ever let himself be taken pictured of. Yeah. Okay. Grammar. Mm. And uh, and as we've stated before, uh, it, it it like if I if I go to my grave not knowing his real name, I will be very unhappy. I can't stand the fact that I don't that I know someone, w- you know, uh, slightly more than an acquaintance, not quite a friend, but nonetheless, I don't know his real name. It bothers the hell out of me. It doesn't I, bother me. Do you know his real name? I liked not knowing his real name. I liked that it never bothered me. I like. I liked just like I know a guy named Zaljanon, two mm. capital Z's and a zero. Like uh, yeah. fine, <laughs> that's his name. And then somehow I forget how I uh, his real name. Was, don't say it on the podcast. Slips yeah. to me, and I yeah. won't. I will not say what it is because it's no fun. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's really no fun having a guy named Zaljanon. So is, you is a lot better. When we are done recording, you will not tell me. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Let's say I won't. <laughs> okay. I will the, beat this thing out of you. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> pretend I just told you and we cut it out with a little blip. And Can we're back. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just it like makes, Gutenberg. It makes so so much sense, and yet it's still mysterious. Mm, mm. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Danforth, you, you go by Danforth? Yeah. Uh, you and I were, were uh, emailing, talking about topics for the show. You originally wanted to talk about... Star Trek, which would be very, <laughs> which would be fun to me because that I've only is my seen, default answer. <laughs> I've only seen the first two films. When I'm asked to be on a podcast and I don't know what to talk about, <laughs> I just say Star Trek. Uh, but then I went a few weeks ago to see a movie called Inception. Okay. And as the uh, theater was filling up, I tweeted something along the lines of, "You know, oh right, this is why I don't go see movies opening weekend. This theater is full of assholes or something." <laughs> and then you tweeted back at me, "That's what we should talk about. Yeah. Why going to the movies sucks. Yeah. Yeah." That, yeah. Uh, so let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk about <sighs> why. Uh, let's talk about the perils of going to a movie theater. Well, mm-hmm. first, yeah, when you asked me to do the show, I was like, "Oh crap, what am I going to talk about?" Because I'm not a huge, you know, like I like movies as much as the next guy, I guess more, but I'm not. A, I don't see everything. Like Hollywood people have a tendency. To, the first weekend, people are like, "Have you seen X, Y, and Z yet?" And I was uh-huh. like, "What? Uh, no, <laughs> they just came out like three days ago, right?" <laughs> like, every, everyone goes to the movies, and I guess people like to. Yeah. And that really I, that always <laughs> surprises me. Anyway, uh, yeah, I hate to go to the movies. I hate it. I hate other people. Uh, that's not true. I don't hate uh, quiet, polite people. <laughs> I just never seem to run into them at the movie theater. <laughs> uh, well, well, it's whether it's the uh, you know whether you got if it's the commercials that they show you before the movie <laughs> or whatever else. Uh, yeah, oh, the people, uh, but the people are the worst. Yeah, uh, and that's what I mean. I I I like going to the movies when I go to say the Music Hall Three, you know, in uh, in Beverly Hills, or the Sunset Five, mm, yeah. or the Downtown Independent, like something that isn't full of assholes. But the thing is, even if you're going to see a good movie and you're going to see it at a megaplex, yeah, there's going to be assholes there because mm-hmm. there are people who, and it's still unfathomable to me. 
because I, I don't I, I go to a movie because I've wanted to see a certain movie and I've looked at what time it starts and I <laughs> plan to get there. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who just go to the movies and they come just come in out go. of the rain. Yeah. For yeah. a place like, to text on their phone. What's for two starting hours. next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even um, uh, I used to work at the ArcLight. Uh, I used okay. to be uh, an usher. What was your favorite movie on your tag? Barton Fink. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and part of their philosophy is that, uh, or, or their thinking is that by charging such a high price, um, it'll keep out that kind of riffraff. Riff yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But that jinx. The thing is. <laughs> the ArcLight's in Hollywood, and Hollywood is full of assholes who have money. Yeah. Who. It's spending fifteen fifty on a movie ticket is nothing. It's yeah, it's full yeah. of idle dicks uh-huh. who all are <laughs> used to being the center of their own universes. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to open with this, but <laughs> I went to go see uh, a few years back. What was that? The the Scorsese Rolling Stones concert film, uh, Shine, Shine a Light. Light, Shine a Light, in the dome. So I'm there with my girlfriend at the time, and there's a guy on his iPhone behind us and it's the lights had gone down and the trailers had started and the trailers are a gray area but it makes you start to worry yeah. when the guy's talking on his phone <laughs> yeah. and like after about two trailers I turn around and I'm just like hey can you get off your phone like I also have a I, I also am really bad at being seeming congenial and polite like <laughs> I instantly go to to hatred and I can't hide it like hey can you get off your phone dipshit like I almost say with my eyes and the guy's like, hey, fuck you. And I was like, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, it's one of the, like, he doesn't even care. No. Uh, and I, f- more words were exchanged. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck me. Why don't I get off your phone, asshole? Like, we got like that. And then suddenly just went away. I just turned around and it was just like, huh, can you believe that guy? <laughs> and then somehow uh, we sit through the movie and it was fine. But somewhere deep in my reptilian brain, like, I actually wasn't able to enjoy myself. But back in the recesses, uh, I just kept fantasizing about what I could have done, what I should have done, <laughs> and I was just sitting on like unused rage the whole time, and I started to construct this excuse. I was like, if that guy does anything after the movie, if he says anything, if he gives me a look, like we were sitting like right by like sort of stairs up to uh-huh. where we were, I was like, if, the, if that guy does anything to me, I'm pretty sure, like I'm 6'4", I have long legs, I could probably put my foot in his chest <laughs> above his center of gravity push him down the stairs and while he's in midair I will jump from my seat and land on him at the bottom of the stairs and punch him in the face till his teeth fall out and I'm willing yes I told myself I'm willing to go to jail to fight this guy <laughs> and if it gets any press whatsoever I'll say it was because he was talking on his phone at the movies am I the crazy one or I'm putting society on trial <laughs> I was going to use the publicity I'm not out of order you're out of right. order this whole system's like, out of order people are going to say I'm the crazy one but am I crazy or is this a phone booth <laughs> or a movie theater you know meanwhile Keith and Mick are playing their tunes right and I'm just thinking of this scenario and uh, the movie ends, and oh, great. I'm like, oh, did you like it? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I hear like, the squeak of his seat go up behind me in my <laughs> peripheral hearing. Is that yeah. a thing? You know, and just like a, with dead eyes, I'm just like imagining, trying to see where he is just with my sixth sense. <laughs> and I see his white sweater in, in the aisle next to me, and I'm intentionally not looking at him because I'm like, it's his fault if he does something. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not going to do I'm not going to incite. And sure enough, he bends down 
into my peripheral vision, like puts his hands on the tops of his knees and leans in. And I'm like, holy shit, here we go. And I slowly turn to him as the adrenaline starts to pump and he goes, hey, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry for what happened before the movie there. Uh, I could see that you guys are on a date and uh, I was out of line. And I had blood in my eyes. I had like Terminator vision. And my girlfriend reaches across me and goes, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Hi, you know, what's your name? And, I, and, and then he reaches over to shake my hand and I just like saw my hand reach out <laughs> and just shake his hand. But like my teeth were clenched. I was, and I thought, is it too late to do it? Actually, <laughs> would it be funny now if I did it anyway? Because yeah. he, I so did not want him to do the right thing. And like, yeah. I remember like walking out in that little patio at the arc light, just kind of still with my fists clenched, just like, that son of a bitch did the right thing. <laughs> I was so ready to take out years of shushing people at the movies out on his face. And I guess I still am holding on to it. <laughs> That's the thing. He did the right thing only after he the movie was effectively yeah, ruined after for you. two hours of stewing with knowing I'm vulnerable. I got my neck exposed <laughs> to the guy behind me. Speaking of the neck, not a neck, but speaking of behind me, episode three, right? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We all hadn't quite given up on caring yet. Like yeah. we sort of had to shuffle into the theater like, well, here we go. This is what we waited for. Let's get this over with <laughs> in a way. But it was still like, oh, this is the culmi- culmination or the fulmination? I think it's the cul- about culmination is what I think, yeah. Yeah? Did you both just say the opposite words? No, no we said both, both said culmination. culmination. So, okay. So we co-host a show. We're on <laughs> the same page. So, right, so I'm seeing episode three, and there's people talking, and I turn around, and I, and I said, hey, could you please be quiet? And I turn back around, you know, and I'm watching Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight for the first time or whatever it is, and they put gum in my hair. Oh. Can you believe that at Star Wars? Wait, how old were they? Younger than me, but still, they were you know twenties. They weren't like four year olds or anything. Like they, they, they put gum in my hair and giggled. <laughs> and I was like, really? At Star Wars? Like you do know my whole life as like a thirty year old man has been leading up to this movie, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there, like you know, with the Emperor and the Death Star all being built, and I'm like, fuck, I've got gum in my hair. It was just totally. And I was like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Now, am I a maniac well, for shushing somebody at the no. moosh? Do I deserve? Although, I'll say, um, you, you said before that. What's that? What did you, what did you do to them after? Right? Like, did you respond to, hey, you guys put gum in my hair? I think, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I, at that point, I was probably, like, afraid to make a bigger stink. Because, like, mm. who the hell puts gum in a stranger's hair? Psychopaths. To, I think I sort of picked go, it out uh, and, like, looked back, like. I'm on to you guys, but that doesn't work. You should have put the gum in your mouth, looking right at them, and been like, (laughs) it's your move. That would have been great. (laughs) What you got to do is go uh, full George Costanza. (laughs) Yeah. I will take you outside, and I will show you what it's like. He was my hero. (laughs) Um, But now you said that your default position is to automatically be a jerk when someone's talking, right? Not a a jerk, but I I just cannot... Uh, I I cannot mask my outrage, my uh, my uh, umbrage. Uh-huh. I yeah. just I'm so like I I have no patience for it. Like I want to just scream at them and and question their upbringing and like how dare you? Like what's the matter with you? Like I'm sure if someone would go, oh I just wanted to check what time it was. That's why I lit up my phone next to you during that death scene. <laughs> or I guess like there's no excuse. I'm like a zero tolerance zero tolerance person. No, there's no reason. You're in th- if you, when you wanted to check what time it was, you could leave the movie theater for the benefit of your fellow people and check it 
in right. You know, yeah. your phones light up now. Or you, you can't have, get them out. You're not allowed to. I'm sorry. Or it could be uh, the movie was at 7:40, so yeah. it, the time is somewhere between 7:40 and 9:40. I just I can't. that's really all you need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my I, I've told I told this story on the podcast once before I think. But uh, my ArcLight experience was instead of being a jerk, I was I did the thing where the words that were coming out of my mouth were polite. But my tone was very... Yeah, tone is a big problem with me. Yeah, uh, yeah so I, the guy, it was he was a whole row in front of me. He was during the Hurt Locker, so it was only about a year ago. Um, and he kept pulling out his iPhone. And it kept happening. He put it away. It kept, so that I, instead of leaning over the seat, I literally got up, walked to the end of my aisle, all the way around. Like he was, and his face was buried in his iPhone. He didn't even see me coming until I was right next to him, put my hand on the back of his chair, and leaned in like real close. And I was like, hey, would you mind shutting that up? iPhone off, like <laughs> being very polite. I was like, "Would yeah. you mind, like, please shutting the iPhone off?" But like, not blinking, looking directly at over enunciating right. <laughs> to show that you are very serious. Yeah. <laughs> penetrating yeah. their their personal space. I've done oh, that. Yeah. I've gotten up and walked like four rows down to the <laughs> girls with the phones and leaned in and gone, "Would you turn your phone off, please?" Thank you very much. <laughs> and like stormed back to my seat. So they go, "Jesus, that guy just came all that way to tell us that." <laughs> like, I really would hopefully scare them into never doing it again. Now I have only ever because I don't I don't shush people I don't. I, it's your right. You, you bought a ticket. I understand that. I don't want social get, contract. You never social contract. Indeed, they've already broken it. Who's to say they're not going to break it further and kill me? Exactly. See, and that's, that's the problem. That's the thing that makes me hysterical. Is like yeah. you like you. It's so frustrating because you you're not going to be like poof. I wave my movie theater etiquette one and you're gone. Yeah. Like, they might kill you. Yeah. They and then. <laughs> And and to, I think I've said this on the show. Like, if they killed me, not only am I like I'm I'm upset that I'm dying. There's that, but I'm more upset. It's just like, oh, they still don't realize how wrong this whole thing was. Sometimes I think if that's the way I got killed, I think my close friends would understand. They go, well, <laughs> yeah. he, he went out fighting the good fight, <laughs> yeah, doing something well, that he loved, telling people. What I don't want to take the person with me. I know yes. we talked about oh, it when yeah, it happened, but like two years ago, a guy literally got shot at a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. it was to the back of the seat. Yeah, uh, it was during the happening. I think was the movie. Oh well, there's a problem right there. <laughs> but everyone's on the edge of their seat. It, it started with a guy telling another guy to be quiet. Yeah, and it ended with a guy getting shot. Yeah, which is like two steps away from having gum put in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was so when when David told me that that's that this is what the topic was going to be, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to to hear you talk about your mindset when someone first starts talking, like when they talk when they start talking the, during the trailers, and it's like, all right, a flag. Yep. Now let's see what happens. Um, but. Uh, so I had just I okay I just went to see Predators for yes the second time, um, I'm sorry it was a matinee so it was cheap, <laughs> and my friend had not seen it, um, and uh, and people talked when my wife and I went to go see Inception people talked when uh, I went to go see Predators the first time people talked at a Lemley Theater in Encino when I went to see the Joan Rivers documentary, uh-huh. and it's gotten to the point now. I. I I don't remember the last movie theater experience where somebody has not talked. Yeah. Um, oh, that's not true. I did go to see... It's Bedlam out there. There's, there's, <laughs> it's gone. There's no... I did see Get Low at the Arclight, and the people next to me, the, the two guys next to me, like one was just like, that's Gerald McCraney from Major Dad. It's like, shh. Well, yep. The movie... Uh, anyway, okay, the movie is happening. You can say afterwards what you just said. <laughs> hey, you know the preacher who's Gerald McCraney from... And you can say it in a much more conversational tone. Uh, so when I went to see Predators, I 
I felt so. <laughs> Sorry, I was just imagining someone going. I think that's the Predator from Predator. <laughs> is that the same Predator from Alien versus Predator <laughs> Requiem? Like, is that the Predator from Aliens? No, you're thinking of the Predator from Predator. <laughs> Idiot. Was he in Gremlins? No, those were the Gremlins. Just watch. What, is that a critter? Yes, that's a critter. Um, but, uh, but I actually, this is going to sound so silly. I was so furious at the people talking during Predators that uh, I got almost teary-eyed. Here's why. Oh, uh, did your voice get shaky? You were just so... I, I, didn't ta- I didn't talk to them. It was just this realization that's like, and this is going to sound really silly, maybe, to some. I was just thinking, like, this is what it's going to be now. This is just what it's always yeah. going to be. Your tears were you realizing everything's ruined. Yeah. <laughs> we this can thing, never have anything nice. Yeah. We're circling the hole in the toilet. It's drained. <laughs> yeah, it's all just downhill. <laughs> that, like, mo- that's the thing. Like, You're somebody, you like movies They'll, a they will bit. be open fires in, in movie theaters in a year. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be garbage, fires, yeah. shootings, stray dogs. People setting off firecrackers. Yeah. Um, People, there'll be there'll be televisions. There'll be old black and white televisions on top of a crate <laughs> in movie theaters. Um, but uh, <laughs> like guys tap dancing with a hat in front of them. Um, but the thing, you know, you you enjoy movies. You enjoy them more than the average person. Yeah, I very love much. movies, and and this is my primary source of entertainment. I love movies, and I love going to the theater because yeah. I'm of the opinion that that's how movies were always meant to be seen. And that's the best way to see them. And it's that realization that just like, this, I, I can't get away from this now. It's just it, going to happen more. I, uh, I don't go it really anymore because I have like these crazy hard fast rules that uh, make me no fun to be with. Which <laughs> uh, like, people are like, do you want to, shouldn't we go see that, uh, the Inception? That's my Jewish uh, <laughs> Nana. I don't know what, the, what that <laughs> voice was. Do you want to maybe go see the, uh, I go, it's Saturday. No, absolutely not. Yeah. There's nowhere on earth you could know. Out of the question. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday morning I will try to go to the movie sometimes. <laughs> like very first showing, maybe. Like, or is Tuesday a deader day? Like, I'll try to go first thing in the morning. Because when you, when you actually get a movie theater all to yourself, right? We've all been there. You think, oh, shit, I could take my pants off if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But then right as they do that, and now our feature presentation in the dark, you see some schmuck walk in with this popcorn, and you think, you fucker. <laughs> this was mine. This was mine through four trailers. I remember about three years ago, I wanted to go see a movie that was a, it was a children's film. Mm-hmm. It was Meet, Meet the Robinsons. I wanted to go see Meet the Robinsons right. in the movie theater. And uh, I lived at this point in Hollywood, more or less walking distance from the El Capitan. So I was like, uh, and I was, um, I guess, I, I w- and at this point in my life, I was employed in, in fits and starts. So I didn't, I didn't have to go to work this day. It was mm-hmm. about a Tuesday. And I was like, well, I'm home. It's the middle of the day. This might be the best time to go see this kid's movie. So I walk all the way down to the El Capitan. Because they should be in school, right? Yes. Yeah. Like any you know proper what? society like Japan or Nazi <laughs> Germany. Uh, I walk into the movie theater. It's fucking spring break, and there are more oh, kids no. than there could ever be. <laughs> there, the, the El Capitan sits about 1,500. Um, it's a huge theater. And, and uh, it's four kids, and they're all wearing yeah. like the same orange T-shirt. Like They're all wearing the same <laughs> shirt from their... <laughs> From their preschool or whatever, I made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, 
That was horrible. I made that mistake at the zoo. So I got like a free pass. You know, not free, but I paid for like a yearly pass to the zoo. So I live in mm-hmm. Glendale. I could just, you know, ride my bike to the zoo. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, sure. I'll go during the weekday. Uh-huh. It'll, it'll be dead. Turns out there's 400 schools having field trips. I was yeah. like, oh, field trips. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> there's nothing but oh, kids. That's your, see, that's, that's your first mistake. You've got to go somewhere with no educational value. That's why I got my yearly pass to Disneyland. <laughs> um, but uh, I have a yearly pass to Magic Mountain. I, I had the Disneyland yearly pass, and uh, I managed to not use it in that year, which is a real... <laughs> failure i think the three of us should work out some kind of timeshare program or something <laughs> where it's just like i would like to go to the zoo for no money dan forth why don't you give me your pass you can go to disneyland yeah, whenever, whenever we go we have to decide on like an outfit and a hairstyle for when we go get our pictures taken <laughs> but the zoo is really actually easy to if you just stand next to the gate and look nonchalant for a few seconds and then you can just walk in <laughs> there's no have turnstiles so well, I'm from St. louis where the zoo is free and great that's right yes oh yeah. and there's a free zoo in chicago as well uh, yeah, the Lincoln Park Zoo. Lincoln Park free, Zoo. That's not, a great zoo. But not the better Well, one. if we're talking right. zoos, if we're swinging our dicks around, yeah. San Diego, San Diego. Yeah. the world-famous San Diego Zoo. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm not sweating it either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not free, I'll give you that. But we had pandas. The uh, Now, the L.A. Zoo, now, uh, quick tangent. Uh, uh, I was once uh, chased by a skunk at, a, at the L.A. Zoo. That's true. It was the end of the day. There weren't a lot of people around. I walked over this hill to go check out the snakes. Uh, my wife. Hill or uh, enclosure? Did you uh, go into the? It was, did it you o- go into Skunk River? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were asking for it. Oh my gosh! Uh, but my wife stayed behind because she didn't want to see the snakes. I'm like, well, I'm going to go see the snakes. I want to see snakes. So I walk over this little hill, and uh, there's a skunk, and it hisses at me. And I'm like, oh, oh god! And so I start running, and it's chasing me. And so Jen sees me come back over the hill, and she thinks I'm joking because I don't run much. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And so, uh, so I'm just like, Bless you. just keep running. Get, run, run away. And she's like, what? what? I mean, just, and then I, pe- I run past her because, like, hey, you know what? I'm not stopping. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that's the, we haven't gone back. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, now, David, I forget, were you in my uh, – yeah, you and I were in the same David Lean – uh, Michael Powell class, class in film school. I bring that what up. What this was to be, there were uh, my, our school would have classes. There were a couple of semester, and the class would be two similar directors, and you would yeah. spend the first semester, first half of the semester, watching films by one, and the second half by the other. Right. And uh, yeah, our class was David Lean and Michael Powell. Yeah. Um, now I bring that up for two reasons. One is I didn't want our guests to think that we're just watching Predators and Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> uh, we actually do. We went to film school together, and it was we watched good movies. Um, but there was a guy. Okay, so again, so we're in film school. We're in the uh, David Lean Michael Powell class, and yet, do you remember there was a guy oh, yeah. there who talked as if he were at uh, you know my local uh, theater here, where it's like five bucks to get in. But he talked. I mean, he wasn't like carrying on conversations. No, it wasn't that bad. He was just a guy who was really into the movie. So if something would happen that was supposed to have a reaction that was supposed to elicit a reaction with you, he would do that reaction times ten and out loud. You yeah. know, like, oh, oh boy. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this isn't good. Did you go to film school with Glenn Gould? Is that... <laughs> so if, yeah. he can't, if he can't help it, you, I guess you got to sort of look the other way. Um, have you ever been, like you say, you're married. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I, I live... But we've with, all dated. Yes. This doesn't need to be... You ever been on a date with... Or, or are you just a friend and you go to the movies and you find out they're a talker? Oh, or they just has, suddenly lean over to you? And, that has not happened. And, t- and talk in like an outside voice and you have to kind of go, uh, uh, yep. 
and you hope that's the last one, and then it just <laughs> and you just oh god, and you have to t- tell them like, okay, just pipe, just pipe down. Like maybe that might be a polite way to say it and not get not hurt their feelings. <laughs> just just cool it. For a, let's just watch. Let's just watch the movie. You might say to them. Um, <laughs> There's an idea. Is that is that a situation that you were you were in? Yeah, that's happened. Now let me ask you this. Let's say this this person was perfect in every way, except that. Is that pretty much a deal breaker? I think it might be for me. No, I think well, the deal breaker would be I, I would just never go to the movies with them. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't man. know, I, but a person couldn't be perfect in, a, in, a, in any other way, in every other way, and still do that. That says that's true. That's uh, just yeah. It's like being rude to a waiter. It just tells mm, you so much. Yes, it's indicative exactly. of something mm, deeper. Mm. Um, that reminds or me, or how they treat their mother. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of See, dates I dodged and that movies, bullet. I don't call my mother. Uh, speaking of dates uh, and movies, the uh, our friend uh, w- friend of the show uh, goes by he goes by Vankman. He mm. writes for a website called Geek Tyrant. Yep. Uh, Geek Tyrant had a contest that was. Uh, you know, just email what's the geekiest thing you've ever done, and you get a T-shirt or something. I didn't email him, but I think the geekiest thing I might have ever done was to take a girl on a first date that I had just met her, met her at a video store, and I was like, let's go to a movie. And uh, well, the Tivoli in St. Louis was showing a brand new print of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> I know nothing about this girl, and I took her to see Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And to her credit, she put up with it, but it was it was. Well, not see, her part thing. of me still kind of like bristles and says, like, why is Monty Python geeky? Like, I guess it is if you look at the big picture and People like Magazine and Us Weekly and shit like uh-huh. that. But like, why is that geeky? It shouldn't be. Why is quality comedy geeky? Because British. Well, because like Ben Stiller is not in it, yeah, or and it's, it's one old. of the Wilson brothers isn't in it. Is yeah, that, that, is exactly. that why it makes it sort of nerdy? Oh dear. Yeah, it's I just, guess it's it's old. It's a. It's I know what you mean, absurd. though. It still just it makes me sad that that's considered. And it is. As I've said, I say every chance I get, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is, in my opinion, the funniest movie of all time. Hmm. It's my favorite. Comedy. I would disagree with you only to say that it's Life of Brian. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think Life of Brian is probably a a better film from like a film craft and construction oh, yeah. standpoint. I think it's probably the I, I I don't know if there's been like a better satire yeah. film satire since then. Although the South Park movie was pretty close, yeah. I got to say actually. I, but I just think in in the in terms of like laughs per second uh yeah, Holy Grail beats, and it's like definitely that. sillier. So yeah. if that's your bent, then yeah, it's certainly. If we're just measuring laughs per second, I gotta say, the jerk is pretty funny, uh-huh. and airplane is pretty funny. Yeah, any of those? Like yeah. those are pretty solid. Yeah, but airplane, the naked, thing is, naked gun, one or two. Mm. But the thing with those movies, I mean, like Monty Python, almost every joke they throw at you hits. The thing with yeah. the naked gun and airplane movies, they throw so many jokes. Yeah, a lot of them hit, but they don't. I mean, some of them like some are groaners. Yeah, you're saying? yeah, yeah. It's I will. Yeah, with uh, the the Zuckers, uh, they will throw every kind of humor at you. <laughs> just like you don't like this one. What do you think of this? Don't like that. What do you think of these breasts? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it occurred to me actually, I did have an experience, not wholly unlike um, going out on a date with someone that was a talker. Uh, this one actually might. Might have turned out worse uh, than something like that, where my wife and I went out with another couple. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and this was in, like a couple that we liked. Uh, the the woman wound up being a, a bridesmaid at our wedding, and uh, so we all went to see Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. And um, David Schwimmer was at the theater in Chicago, and uh, and you don't run across a lot of celebrities in Chicago, and mm-hmm. so uh, 
So the, the woman... Who aren't gangsters. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And I still have theories. Anyway, but... Uh, about David About Schumer. David Schwimmer. Come on now. Um, <laughs> but the... Uh, excuse me. And so the, the, the female of this couple uh, was just really starstruck. And he sat uh, in front. And uh, so as the film was starting, she, she was... Like talking, like just having having some chats. I could I could tell she was just she wasn't necessarily talking about David Schwimmer, but she got a lot more talkative, and I think just self conscious knowing that he was in the theater. And so the, I was. It was so she just started like babbling, just kind of like babbling. She, she just got like okay, yeah. And the movie has started, and so it's me, my wife, uh, the girl, and the guy, and uh, in probably one of my more socially awkward moments. I realized she's not going to stop talking. And not only is it going to bother me and the other people in the theater, it's going to bother David Schwimmer, you know? And so not uh, today, lady. <laughs> so uh, so these people that have remained our friends, shockingly enough, I reached over and snapped my fingers right in her face. Wow. Uh, instinctively without thinking and then I'm like, "Oh." And I like quickly drew my hand back to me. I'm like, Oh no! That, wow! What have I done? Because I'm here's the thing. You are a real hot shot. They're gonna get <laughs> mad at me. They're gonna get so mad at me, and then my wife is gonna be get, get really mad at me. <laughs> oh no! And 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 then like after the movie, I was like, "Hey, sorry, I snapped in your face." And she's like, "It's it's fine." Admittedly, she did stop. It had the desired effect. Yeah, she stopped talking, and she stayed in the theater. But uh, that was. I- I when, when you, you've told me this story before, and every yeah. time I, I think, uh, Jenny must have been so so mad at you. <laughs> did, did you did you catch an earful? Uh, I think so. I think she was just flabbergasted that I <laughs> that I did that to friends. Yeah, it's just, it's the uh, the significant other part that's always hard. Like I can get angry and leave and yeah, write an angry blog or tweet about. <laughs> but it's like when you're like supposed to be having a thing or on a date and <laughs> like. Uh, me and my girlfriend went to go see uh, In the Heights, which is a musical, a live musical, not a movie. Oh, all right. But we were at the Pantages, and a woman checked her effing phone with just, you know, all of us just by, lifted it up eye level with the light on. And she was like three rows ahead of me, and I actually took like this supplement out of the program and slowly started balling it in my left hand as I stared over at her. And then I felt my girlfriend's hand close around mine and put it back down on my leg. And I had to kind of turn and go, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so she knows. Oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten the, cause I, I, because I said, I, I, I don't want to fight anybody because I can't fight. I think I'm going to get. That's the thing. I thought about that on the drive over. If I could fight. I would. If I was a big, scary oh, yeah. motherfucker, I would, I would definitely s- stop people. You're a tall guy, though. You could intimidate someone into shutting up. But I'm reedy. Uh, in, in the dark, if I move quick and I go, hey, and then leave, <laughs> maybe they won't notice that you know, uh, I make that Judge Doom sound when I, mo- when I walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, uh, despite the Monty Python story that was about 10 years ago, I, I would never... These, these these days, I would never go on a first date to the movies. I don't mm-hmm. go. Good call. I don't go to the movies with someone that I with people that I don't like trust to be good moviegoers. Like it's I mean, come to that. If you if you call me and say, "Hey, a bunch of us are going to see Cloverfield or whatever," you want to go? The answer is almost certainly no. Or it's who all is going? Yeah. Do I know them? Mm-hmm. Can you vouch for them? Yeah. Because I did actually end up going to see Cloverfield with a group of people, and it went very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. 
uh, except for that I saw Cloverfield. But <laughs> <laughs> no one talked. The last time I went to uh, a movie with a group was uh, the the first Transformers, uh, which I don't think I would have seen by myself. But a friend of mine knows Elijah Wood, uh-huh. and so he says, "Elijah's coming to the movies. Are you coming?" And I was like, shit, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so they were at the Arclight, and, and I meet up with them, and they're, like, having drinks in the restaurant. And uh, I'm not normally starstruck, and I'm not usually impressed, but, like, I do love the Lord of the Rings movies. And, like, I could I could not actually make normal eye contact with Elijah Wood. Uh-huh. I don't know Which is just, difficult to do because his eyes are I huge. don't know if it's just because of the intensity of his eyes, <laughs> but it was just, like, like, going there, I'm like, don't quote lord of the rings once not even to be cute not even to be ironic it'll just be creepy so shut don't say one don't do one line from the movie so i ended up just being completely aloof to him just acting like i didn't care that he was there like he didn't exist which is great uh but we so we go see transformers which i hated hold on before you get any further into that i want to know oh yeah were you stopping yourself because you thought you might quote Lord of the Rings to be funny, or do you quote Lord of the Rings so often in your daily life that you had to be self? No, well, that's I, a good question, David. I don't do it enough in, in daily life, but like, <laughs> if you just kind of like find yourself transfixed, dr- dreamily staring into Frodo's eyes, don't you want to say, you know, something like? Don't you want to mention like brace of conies or there's nothing for it, Mister Frodo? Don't you want to just say? <laughs> <laughs> or talk like Gollum at him? Don't you? Wouldn't you just want to if he was there, right there with you? Uh-huh. So I just didn't want to do that because I, I can only—I can just imagine a situation where I'm in the same room as Bill Paxton, and then I, something happens, and I happen to say like, "Game over, man! Oh, Game over!" And then I had to realize and be like, "Oh no, I didn't do that because you were here. I just yeah. do that." It's just in the lexicon now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was really afraid that <laughs> I would somehow just forget where I was, like, and for just think I was watching the movie. <laughs> mooning over his big baby blues and just think like Uh, so the movie's over right which is awful which is god awful Mm -hmm. and I was standing outside the Arclight talking to my friend about how terrible it was and like yeah I I smoke cigarettes so like when a movie's over and I didn't like it boom directed by Michael Bay I am out the door out in front smoking like I'm gonna let me out of this place and I I go smoke so I was the first person out and everyone else from the group slowly filters out it's like the credits get long um, and I'm complaining about the movie to my friends. And then Elijah Wood comes out and sees us, and everyone kind of turns to Elijah Wood, and he kind of looks at the group, and he sort of, like, puts his arms out and sort of that, like, you know, ah, it was, you know, what would you, okay, like, <laughs> so-so, like, it was all right, you know, up and down, sort of the balancing open hand thing. And uh, I still hadn't actually directly spoken to him, but I just thought, Oh, Elijah, <laughs> you are in Lord of the Rings. You know what it takes to make a movie good and to work hard on a movie, and you just sat through that, and you were like, oh, I like that. What? You should be the biggest snob in the world. You should be like, that's no Lord of the Rings at all. Burn the print. So he kind of liked it. And I just After that, I didn't want to talk to him. Do you think uh, maybe he was uh, hedging his bets? Because, you know, you can't be overly... Ne- you like, if you're part you of the community... You can't come out like an asshole, like, hey, I was in Lord of the Rings. What the fuck did I just watch that for? <laughs> yeah. Word can always get back to, you know, the... Seats of power in Hollywood. That could be. I just thought he had grounds to be a lot bigger dick than he was. Because <laughs> he's a sweetheart, if he's listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not. Come on now. <laughs> We're getting more. Uh, maybe he reads Movie Maker Magazine. If I, Okay. <laughs> let's, let's keep flogging that horse. Um, That's all we've got, David. If I were... In a social situation with Elijah Wood, I'd be like, don't quote the faculty. Don't quote the faculty. 
See, I, I was also thinking of North because I enjoyed uh, North a great deal at the time. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't wow. seen it in a long time. I don't know if it's horrible, but I liked it as a kid. Or I, it came out. I saw it in the theater uh, at the time, and uh, I was younger, and so I, I enjoyed it. And as I've gotten older, uh, I, I believe, like Roger Ebert says, it's the worst movie he's ever seen, or one of them. Oh, really? He's, and okay. uh, he just hates it so much. And I remember in the uh, in the Comedy Central roast of uh, for Rob Reiner, who directed it, I forget who it is. Somebody just reads Ebert's review of <laughs> North oh, <laughs> as man. a way of just... Uh, of like that's the roast. That's this person's roast of Rob Reiner's just to read that that's terrible review. It probably is bad. If anyone's mm-hmm. listening, I I liked it as a kid. I'm not vouching for it. Although okay. watching Elijah Little like ten year old Elijah would do uh, if I were a rich man <laughs> from Fiddler on the Roof is pretty awesome. And it's on YouTube, just that part. If you want to see that. Um I have that disconnect I'd like I haven't seen Hudson Hawk since I was maybe like eleven mm. and so my memory of the movie is that it's awesome. But I know from what everyone says, no, it's still that it's, it's supposed uh, to be terrible. I'm only, yeah, it's you know, it's not. It's one of those things where it's like this is not maybe great, but like I like that it's not great. Like it's it's totally watchable, and it's I think you'd still like it. Okay, I I know this. I mean, there's a part where he has the, the like tennis ball gun. Yeah, and he <laughs> says like fetch to the dog and shoots yeah, the tennis ball gun. ball ball and shoots it. Yeah, and the dog. Goes one of out my the favorite window. lines ever great. is from Hudson Hawk when uh, he sticks that butler guy with the knives for the hands against the door and he gets decapitated and he says, "I guess you won't be attending that hat convention in July or whatever, <laughs> yeah. something like that." And it's just like, such a ridiculous line after a guy gets beheaded. Now I've I've never seen Hudson Hawk. Is that character known for wearing a hat or just for having a head? Uh. No, he's not known for having a hat necessarily. <laughs> Are there hat conventions? There must be. <clears throat> I think that's be. why I think it's so funny. Because <laughs> he's like, hmm, how can I burn a guy <laughs> who's just lost his head? What would be adding insult to injury? If only they had known that uh, speed would be the definitive uh, decapitation joke. I mean, you uh, could later. do. Oh, but I'm taller. But I'm yeah. taller. Yeah. Hey, your you, you know your hair cream has just arrived. Oh, <laughs> isn't that isn't that terrible? Time? But then was it? I think the first Austin Powers has this exact oh, yeah. joke. He puts the guy's head into the piranha tank, and yeah. they eat his head off. And then he makes like three jokes in a row, and right, each yeah. one he's like less enthusiastic about. It. And then it was literally is like, let's just go. Just like, yeah. Okay, that's nothing. It's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to think of like other really terrible uh, experiences that I've had uh, in movie theaters and but just in general uh, i've the phone thing bothers me way more than the talking because i think i've just trained myself to to not listen to not hear people talk oh man i can't help it it's, it actually just happened at inception when we walked out and my girlfriend was like can you believe those two girls and i didn't know what she was talking about man yeah, i hear everything and i can't i have i have really a hard time <clears throat> filtering out anything that is a mutant power I wish I had. <laughs> Although um, one thing we haven't really talked about is well, another thing I really, really hate about it is uh, just the like the, the how corporate it is. Like if you have ads before the film or mm-hmm. the whole time you're sitting there, like uh, trailers is one thing. Everyone likes to watch trailers. You like to pretend like they're not a commercial. But then when they show you like it's the L.A. Times or like mm-hmm. now like, you know, juice, <laughs> which you can't even buy at the movie theater. It's like Welch's <laughs> grapefruit juice. And you're like and I'm sitting there like, looking at my ticket going. This, t- this should have been 50 cents less than it was. Oh, another commercial? 
this should have been another yeah. 50 cents. Like, <laughs> why I'm, I've paid to sit here and watch commercials, which is unacceptable. Yes, I agree. And that's why I, that's one thing I do like about the Arclight is that there's no commercials and yeah. there's three trailers and then you're into the movie. Yeah. Mm. I hate when we're on the sixth trailer and I've literally, there's many, many, many times I've literally, literally forgotten what movie I bought a ticket for. Yeah. Because I go to movies popcorn often by then and you're just like, yeah. oh, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, oddly enough, the commercials don't necessarily bother me. I mean, they, the fact of them bothers me. Just It's like, well, that, this shouldn't be happening. But I've just taken it for granted as just a thing I'm going to have to sit through. That's what they're counting I on. I know. And but what really bothers me, it's one thing when the lights go down and there's commercials before the trailer. But now if you go to an AMC, if you're there beforehand, uh, you get your seat. pre-film entertainment. Yeah. yeah it's they like just on a constant loop. Some, some kind I of can't guy. even have a conversation with my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah. I'm like yeah. Alex in a clockwork orange. Like, I yeah. have to sit in this chamber yeah. and be advertised. And that. I hate that they 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 do so. They make such a paltry effort to make it seem like entertainment. Like, whether it's the, like... Remember this crazy scene from Schindler's List, or what? Or like when they have like the little games, like uh-huh. yeah. Fun fact: Julia Roberts is an actress. <laughs> brought to you by Coke, and you're like, <laughs> but those of you gotten worse because when those first you people in the audience shouting out the answer to the <laughs> trivia question. Oh god! When they first started doing that, it was like actual trivia, and it mm-hmm. was advertisements for Coke. But now. The answers to the trivia questions are all advertisements for upcoming films. It's like, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. uh, who said elementary, my dear Watson? Sherlock Holmes in theaters, December 25th. <laughs> yeah. And then there's me shouting at the screen. Actually, he never said that. It's kind of like beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, or play it against him. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a theater in uh, Springfield, Missouri called The Palace. It's still there, I believe. Uh, and they would have the trivia questions. And I remember uh, people would, they were like, Trivia questions for, like, what year did Casablanca win Best Picture? I'm like, all right, no one's yelling anything. That's great. I'm not going to yell anything. And so, but I couldn't take pleasure in it because they got the answer wrong. And I was like, oh. Oh. Because what that's, did it say? Well, that's the thing is when it's, oh, it when won it's the Oscars, for 1942, it won four, but it won in 1943. In, but they specifically said for what year. And it was four, but they counted in. Like, so for they example, said the answer was 43. Even yeah. though it won the Best Picture forty two yeah. Oscar, like if they said uh, what, what won for two thousand, oh, in what year oh, did it win the yeah. Oscar for the year before? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it bothered me immensely. Um, and actually, uh, we're kind of in the home stretch here, so I wanted to bring up a, a question that might actually be easily answered. And I know I've got my answer ready, so I'll see what you guys think. Okay. Um, the phones, as to go back to go back before the the commercials, and I guess maybe the commercials are a part of this as well, but. People talking, phones, people coming in late, um, which doesn't necessarily bother me that much as long as they don't make a, a big deal about it. Um, why do you think that – why does it happen now? I, I don't recall it happening as much 10 or 15 years ago. I'm going to say it's for – I'm going to sound like such an old old man That's here. All right. Mine is old but it's too. for the same reason you see people wearing sweatpants and flip-flops in public. The, the, there's no respect for the public space. Mm. That's true. I was going to say we're being, uh, I, it sounds crazy, but we're being raised by machines. Mm-hmm. We're raised by cameras and, and babysat by uh, televisions and whatnot. And yeah, there's no, there's no man anymore to be like, oh, no, keep your elbows off the table. I'm not saying, but yeah, parents are probably shittier now than they were. <laughs> you know, just general decline, just. You know, just on our way to the Thunderdome, basically. <laughs> I, even though we're wrapping it up, I had one, I had one more okay, point. Go ahead. I, guess, sure. I don't know. Maybe 
influential movie theater people listen to this, and they need to. You ever been to one where they do the announcement where they'll say, uh, you know, thank you, uh, please refrain from talking? And I always kind of do a glance around like, I'm going to enforce <laughs> that, you fuckers. That, that's not just a platitude. But then they say, if you have to use your phone, oh. pl- pl- I just, I just want to stand up and just throw chairs at them. I go, what? <laughs> you're, the, you're representing the establishment. They should forbidden. They should, should they don't use it under any circumstances. Oh, when they say that. I just went to a theater in uh, North Carolina or where they boo. said, I just want to scream at them. <laughs> or just, if you have to use your phone, they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep going. But no, yeah. th- and they have the, the, they'll have like the commercials for please turn off your phone that are like funny and you hear people laughing and I'm like, yeah. this is no laughing matter. They need to have yeah. like El- Arlie Ermey Absolutely. screaming at you yeah. to turn off your phone. Yeah. No jokes. You need to be, uh, people need to be. Turning off their phones because they've just wet their pants out of fear. Right, I've, of could, because I hate pe- people so much. I've wondered myself: Is there a way? Can you have someone who's so influential and so that people like so much that he could come on screen and somehow just kind of say, uh, "If you do, if you use your phone or you talk during this film, I hate you," like Tom <laughs> Hanks. Like Tom Hanks, be like, "No, I'm not fucking around." Like I know I was, you know, Mister uh, Popularity with the Tom, with the Forrest Gump and the astronaut thing. But I will kick you in the fucking ass if you talk during this movie. <laughs> well, I w- is our uh, public service announcement still up? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but uh, it, that reminds me of this is, has nothing to do with movies at all. But I, I can't remember who. I want to say it was Chris Novoselic from Nirvana, the bass mm, player yep. from Nirvana, who was on like Letterman or some sort of late night talk show and used that forum to tell people that you're not supposed to just stand still on an escalator. It's just supposed to get you up to the top faster. Yeah. If you're going to stand still, you stand to the right and walk to the left. Yeah. I love him so much for using that <laughs> public platform for that. Yeah, anytime anyone just like <laughs> just sort of turns to the camera and goes, it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, not Y-O-U-R. Or it's like, yay, I like them. Yeah. Let's have some standards at last or any of those things. Um, yeah, and walk on the escalator for Christ's sake! What are you crippled? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know and sometimes the, and uh, it's with an apostrophe means it is. If you're showing possession, it's just it. Yes. Now that one, I'm a little more forgiving of because the apostrophe in in like if if oh David's sense of moral outrage, there's an apostrophe there, <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, so that one I'm a little more forgiving of. But yeah, it's but uh, not if they've finished eighth grade. Not Fair me. Enough. It's yeah. not that Listeners, difficult a concept. That's your host, not me. I'm totally unforgiving about it. <laughs> there, there, two, Softy. two, uh, and two, and then your and your. Those things bother the hell out of me. And but, you uh, are. Let's I've, not forget that spelling. I literally, I think I sent an email once where I spelled T two O with two O's, but it was just. I, I literally I saw it and I had to send another email. Be like, by the way, that was just a typo. I yeah. just hit the O again. I, d- I don't get those two confused. Yeah, <laughs> I'll cut people as much slack as everybody makes mistakes. Like if I'm IMing and I write something real fast and like I would just the next line will just be the word that I misspelled, retyped, yeah, so just correct mm-hmm. it and then just hit, hit enter again. Yeah, so they can just sort so of paste know. that in. Just yeah. like I, I know, I saw it. <laughs> if I don't uh, have punctuation at the end of a text. Especially if it's a question. Oh, I will yeah. then text them a question mark. See, that's another thing I don't get is why people are lazy with the emails and the texting. Like, I've capitalized the start of my sentence and p- put a period at the end ever yes. since 1994. What's wrong with people? Well, people I think are like, oh, it's quicker or you don't have it. Like, it just, I don't know. What's wrong with you? That's the thing is, I mean, I mean, you, you write stuff. I write stuff. I David writes true. stuff. And so you kind of just keep in practice. Not everyone does. You're right. You know. most, most Americans hate words. <laughs> um... <laughs> But actually, I uh, to go back to the question, I think I'm actually probably, I guess maybe on board with with 
both of you, I, I, I'm inclined to as far as people being uh, discourteous. Is that yeah, the word? Sure. I guess. Um, but, I, yeah, but I'm right. I, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I'm inclined to agree <laughs> with me. No. Um, you know I, who's I got something? I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the movie theaters. My, this, when I talk about this respect for the public space, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's pervasive in all walks of life. Everywhere you go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people do not... People, uh, pu- there, you have to have a... But stepping into public means you have to have respect for the other people who are on level playing ground with you. In all right, I would even just, just awareness that other people are there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that whenever I walk into a bathroom and someone's talking on the cell phone. It's just like, seriously, can't I just urinate without having to hear your conversation? I, I'd, I'd, uh, uh, if I, if I saw that, I would walk down every urinal and flush them all so the person on the other end knew uh, exactly where they were. You know what? I flush every urinal, urinal anyway because chances are they're not flushed. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, again, people being discourteous. But, yeah, I mean, it's just... I I, well, I feel thing. like it's it's a te- to me I think it's like a technology thing. You have so much yeah. the internet makes you think that your opinion is just as important as everybody else's. I say that as somebody with two podcasts, right? It certainly helped me give voice to my opinion. Yeah, that's for sure. And so, but like you got DVD and Blu-ray, which means you're used to watching things in your own home where you can say whatever you want. Uh, the f- like phones have have led people to believe that they need access to what what time it is who's calling, who's texting at any point in the world. And so, like, technology has really made it seem like you are the most important person and everyone else can just deal with it. I don't even think it's necessarily, uh, you know, malevolent. I think just people just don't think. Mm -hmm. That's why I was kind of feel like if I say something, if I just, even if I don't have to be a crazy person and kick them in the teeth, or if I just go, hey, would you mind not uh, having your cell phone? Like, if, if enough people did that all the time, mm-hmm. then people would just go, oh, shit, I better go outside with my cell mm-hmm. phone or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was just at the car wash the other day, and like there was a, a girl who was in line on her cell phone, talking on her phone the whole time, and then she got up to the register, and it was her turn. And right there on the cash register was a huge sign that the, the car wash had made up, like, printed out on their own printer and put it into a sleeve. It said, please don't talk on your cell phone at the cashier. And I was like, just looking at that sign and looking at her and looking at the cashier, and I'm like someone call her on it. Like, I was like, should I be the crazy guy in line who's like, hey, lady, don't you see the sign? Get off your phone. But then I'm the crazy, raving guy at the car wash. But, like, if she, if more people would just speak up for that shit instead of let, let it happen. Danforth, France, public enforcer. Yeah. And then what do I do when I go outside at the car wash? I go all the way to the sidewalk to go have my cigarette so I'm not smoking near anyone. Now, yeah. why, now I'm Mr. Consideration. Yeah. Ugh. No one gives smokers any credit. Well, I want to. I want to wrap up this discussion uh, right, right. by talking about. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Tyler, that seeing a movie in the theater is "quote unquote" the way it's supposed to be seen. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. should have talked about that. And technically, that's that's maybe true, not so much anymore. But, but well, e- even if that is true, at, at what point do all the things fighting against that outweigh it? You no. know, like yeah, seeing a movie in your home theater, and as TVs get bigger and definition gets higher, yeah. Uh, that seeing a movie in in your home theater might not be the perfect way to see it, mm-hmm. but it's going to end up being better than seeing it in the Except perfect Except the venue. fact that the movie theater is a tradition. I don't see how why your home theater wouldn't be considered perfect. Like, I don't have a TV or a DVD player. I watch them on my computer like a dope. My <laughs> fr- but you had, Pat, you've had him on, Pat Healy. He's got a yeah. huge mm-hmm. screen and a Blu-ray. And he showed me a bunch of movies, and I was like, Jesus, why, yeah, why would you ever go? Yeah. I would yeah. never go to the movies ever. 
As soon as the movie, yeah. I'd be like, I can wait. Have you seen my TV? Fuck mm-hmm. that place. <laughs> I would never go to the movies ever again. To a certain extent, I feel like because I do have two movie podcasts, I feel like you have I, I, I need to see not necessarily everything because it's not a movie review show. But um, I feel like I need to stay up a, yeah. a current a little bit. But also, to me, film is by its very nature an immersive experience. And if you can cre- recreate that immersive experience, like it sounds like Pat Healy has, like a huge yeah. TV, you have control of your environment. You, you can hit make on it as a dark very as possible. good word there. That's that's the whole reason I hate that stuff is because I want to be immersed. Mm-hmm. I want to, mm-hmm. and every little thing takes me out of it. Yeah. But sooner or later, and sooner than later, I think you're going to be able to see first run movies at home. You know, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on on demand in HD, it's probably going to cost you a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, th- but the idea is if you have four people to come over and watch four like friends that you know yeah. and you're yeah. and you're only paying the one price it's going to end up being cheaper yeah and you can watch it in your in your home theater i think that's going to be happening very soon admittedly i do feel like if there you know a movie like uh like i i mentioned i saw get low it's a it's a it's a fine movie and uh but there's nothing about that movie that really requires you to see it on a large screen. There, I think Inception, though, though I know that like you guys don't really care for it that much, and and I'm not a huge fan of it myself. It's a film that I think benefits from the large screen, from the really great theater speakers. Movies like Avatar yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah a lot of movies more that I, than more than large screen. I would say get a good sound system if you're going to watch. I got to say, I, yeah. I, I I sat at the Vista and I felt. Yeah, this the, is good. The rumbling the whole time. It's yeah, very, very good sound at the Vista. All those kicks. kudos. Um, kicks. But, but uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I have a fairly large TV, and I've got a couple of speakers there, and and I do, I do okay. You're doing all like, right for yourself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got a good setup. Making my way in the world today. Um, it's everything huh? I've got. Hmm. Uh, but hmm. the. And so I feel like yeah, most of the movies, especially the movies that I see, which are usually pretty small in their scope. I'd have no if I had the opportunity to w- that the minute it's released uh, in any format, I can watch it on my TV. I probably would do that actually, yeah. just just because m- one of my primary reasons for wanting to see a movie in the theater is just access. And if I had mm-hmm. access in my house, I'd probably go with that. And there are already movies like um, small movies. If you have uh, on demand, if you have the IFC in theaters on demand, you pay seven bucks and you can watch it. I, th- I saw. I saw eight. The Mormon Proposition, that mm. documentary. I don't oh. know if you. Um, uh, although it's a bit, uh, it's a bit outdated now. That that documentary, isn't it? After our victory oh, yesterday, yeah. is That's it? Right. Uh, it's just going to keep being more court cases. There's yeah. only, I think, two more. St- uh, let two me more steps. let me have. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> let me. Yeah, have, I, I told a friend of mine like. Uh, just let the gays have their fun because they don't have enough opportunities to celebrate. So <laughs> let let them have this. Uh, I, I also saw I want someone to eat cheese with that way. That's right. Yes, which is the, that's the oh was that well, any good or was it or was it starring Aaron Carter? Of course. Yeah, we had this discussion on our last episode. Um, it's uh, it's got some things going for it. It's like a three, two, three star kind of one, right? Yeah, it's, not, it's it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I got the impression. Um, I'm not sure what else to to say. like. Uh, I, I have more. I, I have more complaining stories, but sure, they're all does. they're all like this. But so. uh, no, I think we've we've uh, reached a consensus that <laughs> going to the movies sucks, and more and more in the future, you'll be able to have a yeah. respectable movie experience yeah. in your home. And here's what I'll say though: for me, that realization is actually very mournful. 
like I really yeah it's merely frustrating. like merely saying it as a fact. It's just like okay, yes, going to the theater sucks, and as soon as I have the opportunity to not do that, I'm probably going to take advantage of it. And it's like that's a different, you know, for the last 28 years, I've loved going to the movies, mm-hmm. and now I don't. Now I'm cautious and wary and frustrated when I go and it's just like and so this this change is something that actually I I'm ups, I'm kind of upset about uh, mm. quite a bit and I uh, I'm I, I shake my fist at society not me a guy at Apollo 13 wanted to beat me up in the parking lot afterwards because I shushed him so <laughs> I've, I've been over it for a long time uh, well where can people find you and your work on the internet oh uh, heck uh, my podcast is uh, gene and com, and I'm on twitter at Danforth France is my name and uh, those are the big Tumblr if you have a Tumblr I don't know what my thing is I don't know I forget what my Tumblr dot <laughs> probably Danforth well there are links France to or, it on your you have a website that is just a oh yeah planetdanforth.com is my one of my websites that has all those links so yeah and yeah say hi if, if you have if you do check it out all right, and uh, you can find us. Do we want to... Let's uh, do this for... Yeah, let's do... Uh, okay. We, we have an announcement. We might have announced it before. We can't, we've recorded a lot of shit lately. We can't remember yeah. what we announced that when. So we might have announced this and been wrong about it. Yeah. Uh, September 11th, 2010. All right. The... You're yeah. building a mosque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, uh, the date is, is a coincidence. Or, or uh, maybe we'll just try to uh, mask the grief with laughter That's by putting on a third... Uh, a third in our series of Battleship Retention Live comedy slash talk shows yeah. at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. I think it's 7522 Sunset. I can't. I believe so, yes. Uh, so, uh, and that'll be uh, September 11th at 8 p.m. Um, now, right now, I we are only comfortable announcing one guest, which uh-huh. is Matt Champagne. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend Tell of the show. Tell us the guest you're uncomfortable to <laughs> announce. Uh, he, he already said yes, but uh, I, I have not yet received the email giving me the official okay to announce. Uh, he said yes other, to us. So. Some other people. Some other people, yes. Yeah, we have yeah we have a couple of other people in the works, but yeah, Matt Champagne will definitely be there. Yeah. And uh, also, it will definitely be five bucks, yeah. and there will definitely be free beer, yeah. as long as you tip your waitress. Yeah. Uh, or bartender. Waitress? Rather. Yeah. Is that what we're doing <laughs> My now? girlfriend's not bringing the... Uh, okay. She, you will have to tip your bartender, my girlfriend. Indeed. Uh, Domestic uh, beer? Uh, no, well, you know what? Last time we went with PBR because Dennis okay. Hopper had so just I, died. I won't, I won't leave the house for, for less than Keystone. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the first time we had Takate, which is uh, not technically not domestic, great either. But it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. It's pretty exotic. I don't drink beer, but it sounds pretty exotic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we hope to see you all there. Other than that, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. We're in iTunes under Battleship Pretension. You can email me and Tyler, David at battleshippretension.com or Tyler at battleshippretension.com. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thepretension. And you can follow Tyler on Twitter at twitter.com slash morelessons, which is the official Twitter for his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, which you can find at morethanonelesson.com or in iTunes under More Than One Lesson. And you can find my other podcast, the weekly television review podcast, previously on by searching iTunes for previously on. We just need to record that, and uh, we, you know what? We do. I'm just going to put that in now. I get so tired of hearing it. It's more plugs than David Feldman's head. <laughs> well, never going to get him on the show. Thanks, Danforth. Ah. Um, 
But no, uh, now we have to get him on the show so that our listeners know <laughs> who he is. David, Fel- you know what? It's it's interesting. I've, he I've makes known- jokes about it. He's very Does funny. He? I, okay. Yeah, I like him a lot. I I've, li- I've, I've listened to his podcast every week. I've known about him uh, since Emmys. the uh, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. I've been a fan of his. That's for what a I love about that crazy Last Comic Standing show. They have him on there as if he's like, "Hey, I'm just a guy, and maybe I'll give it a shot." It's like <laughs> he wrote jokes for the Emmys this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was Which he's qualified for because he has Emmys. Yeah, none of, none of those guys are. Uh... Uh, yeah, I've talked about this before that I, I had an idea of what Last Comic Standing was, and so I didn't watch it because I thought it was essentially open micers, mm. and uh, I wasn't interested yeah, in watching yeah. that. And then a few seasons in, I turned it on, and I was like, "Oh, that's Bill Dwyer. Yeah, he hosted BattleBots. He's famous. Yeah, what's yeah. he doing on here? He's yeah. doing. They're all doing fine. What's <laughs> yeah, going they, on? They, they have the one guy. I forget his name. It's uh, is it Mike with a Y? The Y. Mike M-Y- Kaplan. MYQ guy? Yeah, Mike yeah. Kaplan. Yeah. And then, like, that same week, he was on Louie. He was, like, in the background. It was, like, <laughs> one of the comics at the Comedy Cellar on Louie. And I was like, oh, yeah. He, but <laughs> yeah. He, no one's, like, obs- as obscure as the show makes them seem. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Danforth, thanks for being on the show. This thanks was, uh, for a having lot of fun. me. I hope yeah, that was, was fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll get you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.